and that this is the game for the long term. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine that it's a very difficult business with, mm -hmm. I would say, high entry barriers. Mm -hmm. So once you set up a hospital and it is profit making, then it's likelihood that will keep on growing into the near future. They will gradually get pricing power as well. So mm -hmm. it's a fantastic business from an investor's perspective. Hey guys, welcome to the 23rd episode of the Indian Market Story. We're here with returning stock market expert, Mr. Deepan Mehta. As you know, we're here to tell you the story of how India is going to get the $5,000 per capita GDP income. When I was born in 1995, we were at $500 per capita. Today, we're at $2,500 per capita. And soon, by 2030, we're going to hit $5,000 per capita GDP. As they always say, health is wealth. And that's why today, we're here to talk to you about healthcare stocks. So, Deepan, please tell us, what exactly does the healthcare universe comprise of and why should investors care about healthcare stocks? So I think I liked your opening statement where you said health is wealth. And I think if investors go for healthcare stocks, then certainly they will create wealth as well. Because healthcare is amongst the fastest growing industries within India. And because of rising disposable income and increased awareness of health, we are going to see average family spending more and more on medical procedures and on hospitalization, which is why I think these companies have got a long, long runway for growth. Absolutely. Now, I think another thing that's really worth mentioning is with rising consumption, particularly of junk food, cigarettes yes. and uh, luxury and leisure items, so to speak, or singles. sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. a sedentary lifestyle is, is on the rise and respiratory illnesses, uh, diabetes, heart diseases, cancer, all of these long term illnesses are also on the rise. So presumably that's another tailwind for healthcare stocks, right? Absolutely, I think. And uh, that coupled with increased availability of medical facilities and a large number of family doctors, which are a large number of medical professionals available, uh, there's all the more likelihood that if there is any disease happening, then the average uh, family would like to catch it very early in the stage as well. And uh, on the whole also, I think... Uh, that because of uh, increased awareness post-COVID especially, I think mm -hmm. COVID was a defining moment. It was a healthcare crisis. So mm -hmm. post-COVID, there has been so much of knowledge about how to take care of your health and what are the right uh, steps you should take, what are the immediate medical procedures which are required if you have certain symptoms. All of this is uh, galvanizing the average family to spend more and more on healthcare. So I think across the board, whether it's hospitals, medicines, diagnostics, all of these are in a secular growth momentum. Absolutely. I think today we're just going to focus on hospitals. We've done something previously on pharma. And um, I think our next one will probably be on diagnostics. So for hospitals, what does the investable universe look like? And I guess what are the big names and how they perform from a stock perspective? Yeah, see, I think that India, there are about 20 hospital companies, listed ones, which are large. <clears throat> and the largest, of course, is Apollo Hospitals. They were the first listed uh, hospital company. And for many, many decades, I would say legendary investor Rakesh Juninwala had a stake in Apollo Hospital, which was why it was quite fancied in the stock market. And clearly, I think over the last few decades, Apollo Hospital has created a lot of wealth for its shareholders. And it was the first time we saw corporatization of the hospital industry as well. So from that point of view, it's been a great wealth creator. 
the second companies which came after that were max healthcare fortis life and we had narayan rozgar these are large four or five hospitals all of which have had a very decent track record right so the question that i'd like to ask is you mentioned there's about 20 hospital chains that are listed but we focus the investable universe on about four or five um why why this differentiation what's the deciding factor here i think varun it is the size and one thing is very clear in all businesses that if you have the size and the scale and you have the location diversity then certainly that makes the business safer mm-hmm. and it also leads to a stronger balance sheet so you can invest in new hospitals as well and mind you hospitals are a capital intensive business mm-hmm. so it's important to have the right size of balance sheet so you can execute these projects so we have selected these four five companies based on size primarily and because of the quality of the balance sheets as well so for an amateur investor how would they go about analyzing a hospital stock what are the key metrics or the key points to consider when looking at i guess these four or five companies first of all i think uh, when analyzing a hospital stock is fairly easy it's a nice simple business and some of the key metrics that investors look for is the number of hospital beds and how that is increasing based on brownfield or greenfield expansion first point what's brownfield and greenfield brownfield is existing hospital in one location they keep on adding more floors or more sections mm-hmm. and that's how they increase the overall capacity or number of beds in a particular hospital they may also add more units uh, mm-hmm. more therapies over there mm-hmm. and that's how they get more revenues at the same location it's the low hanging fruit because already you have the patient flow greenfield is when you set up a new hospital and obviously that is really tough to do because you have to get the doctors the medical staff and then you have to ensure that there is a patient inflow as well so greenfield is a far more difficult proposition but from an investor's perspective a good hospital company should have a blend of brownfield and greenfield expansion and the key metrics two metrics to 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 monitor over here one is the number of beds and second is the average revenue per bed mm-hmm. and listed companies in india are disclosing this thing every quarter so it's available to you so if you track that these two parameters as long as they are growing mm-hmm. and management's forecast is that they'll continue to grow i think then you are pretty pretty much fine with owning a healthcare stock so a specific question here um is utilizations relevant here or is that captured within the average revenue per bed no you're right absolutely utilization also is quite relevant over here and hospitals typically don't break even unless they have 50% plus kind of utilization so utilization i would say you can definitely add as the third major matrix to look at apart from of course the financials of the company right so i presume the utilizations is why brownfield expansion is so much more uh, lucrative than greenfield expansion absolutely and lower capital cost and uh, quicker break even because as i mm-hmm. said the patients are already over there you're going there for cardiac uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, remediation uh, for cardiac surgery then you can go for even oncology mm-hmm. or some of the other uh, medical uh, fields as well so once you have one hospital going and it is successful its doctors are well known Mm-hmm. uh it has a track record and reputation it attracts more and more patients that encourages the management to have more and more therapies right so why don't we why don't we start with you know the the biggest hospital chain apollo and try and break it down and try and understand what makes them tick uh what their relative sizes what their financials are and 
you know, at relevant points, you try and put the relevant financials up for our viewers. So could you maybe talk us through Apollo a little bit? So Apollo Hospital was set up by Dr. Reddy, who himself was a renowned doctor. And uh, it was his vision that uh, healthcare should be there for the common man and it should be consistent. Sorry, any relationship with Dr. Reddy or pharmaceuticals? Or no, 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 no relationship. <laughs> but somehow both the Dr. Reddy's have given and done human service for the healthcare sector. So Dr. Pratap Reddy, who was the founder of Apollo Hospital, was a visionary and a man ahead of his times. And at that point of time, he had this vision that there should be hospitals which are corporate in nature mm -hmm. and they should offer uh, excellent healthcare facility at a reasonable cost mm -hmm. to the large population, the middle class. And to a large extent, he and his daughters who run the company, they have fulfilled uh, that particular ambition of theirs. Mm -hmm. So right now, Apollo Hospital has about 10,000 beds. Mm -hmm. The next competitor is half its size. Mm -hmm. And they have a, a cluster approach mm -hmm. where they set up an uh, important hospital in a, in a particular metro. And then they keep adding a network of hospitals around it. So they've got a Bangalore cluster and they've got a cluster in East India as well as in North India. So that's their approach. And uh, you know we can talk more about them, but by and large, they've been the most successful hospital company. Absolutely. So I think we'll try and put up um, a historical view over the last five years of how their number of beds has gone up as well as how their ARPU has gone up. But something that you mentioned is that as a hospital and a hospital chain grows older, their utilizations and their revenue become becomes better. <clears throat> so is there anything specific in the financials that's been driving their stock performance um, or making them such a good pick for investors? I think it's a very nice question because I want to just add that Apollo Hospital is a class apart. And the reason for that is that not only do they run a chain of hospitals, they run a chain of medical stores, they do diagnostics, but really something which investors are most uh, enthused about is their digital offering where they want to offer medical to a digital channel mm -hmm. remotely. Now, they made investments in that particular subsidiary and it's kind of work in progress. As of now, that particular subsidiary which offers healthcare digitally is not broken even, but the potential is enormous as you can imagine mm -hmm. because the same doctor can uh, therefore prescribe medicines or offer his advice to many more mm -hmm. patients online than he can do on a physical basis. So that's something which they're experimenting with. And if it is successful, it'll take Apollo Hospital to the next level, way ahead of its competition. So one thing that we discuss as a recurring nature in this podcast is that oftentimes for these high potential stocks, a lot of this feature growth is priced in. Now, I don't particularly know about their P multiples or you know whether any of this is priced in, and maybe we'll try and have that up for our viewers. But what's your perception on where Apollo Hospitals is priced. Is it still something that investors can put their money into? Is it a wait and watch game? How would you approach it? Apollo Hospital has always been an expensive stock and yet it's been a multi-bagger. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to get too phased by very high price to earnings multiple. I think so long as uh, Apollo Hospitals and other hospital stocks keep on delivering mm -hmm. on a positive basis year after year, 10-15% type of top line growth and bottom line growth, I'm happy to pay a higher price to earnings multiple because Varun, you have to understand that this is the game for the long term. Mm -hmm. 
And you can imagine that it's a very difficult business with, mm -hmm. I would say, high entry barriers. Mm -hmm. So once you set up a hospital and it is profit making, then it's likelihood that it will keep on growing into the near future. They will gradually get pricing power as well. So mm -hmm. it's a fantastic business from an investor's perspective. Right. So very interesting. I think hopefully that gives our viewers an overview of how they should approach Apollo Hospitals. What's the number two player in the hospitals game? Number two player, again, is a recent entrant, recent last 10, 15, 20 years or so, and that's Narayan Gurudrare. Mm -hmm. Again, set up by a renowned doctor, Dr. Devi Shetty. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, you know, these companies, when they come into existence purely on account of the entrepreneurial drive mm -hmm. and the vision of the promoter that they want to do something for the society and the community. And that was the mission statement of Dr. Devi Shetty as well. And Narayan Rudralay has a very interesting business model. It is a low capital intensive business model where instead of trying to build all the hospitals and they have built a few of them, they want to try and also acquire hospitals on lease or rental and then spend money to upgrade them and offer good quality healthcare services uh, through those acquired or leased hospitals, thereby keeping their capital costs low. Got and you. therefore, Narayan has the highest return on equity. Oh, very interesting. So, just one clarification. When you say they're leasing hospitals, are they leasing space and turning them into hospitals? Or are they leasing existing hospitals and upgrading the them? The latter. Existing hospitals, upgrading them, giving them their management systems, attracting the talent over there, and giving the brands to attract the patient for them. I guess to try and put it into perspective in comparison to Apollo Hospitals, you know, Apollo Hospital sits at about 10,000 beds and, uh, you know, solid ARPU. How is uh, Narayan Rudralaya placed in how many beds, ARPUs? What's their operational metrics, I guess? There's about 5,500 beds or so. Their ARPUs, uh, APROBs, as we call them, would be more or less in line with the industry. Sorry, APROBs? Average revenue per occupied bed. I think I forgot the acronym right. So it's, RP is more for telecom stocks. This is another matrix, but more or less in line with the industry standards. And uh, they also have a very highly profitable hospital in the Caribbean. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. That's very yeah, interesting. Yes. And that's a decent contributor to the profits. But by and large, I think their focus has been to acquire hospitals which are not doing that well and offer their management systems and have a share of the profits and the revenue and grow the business gradually. They have been fairly steady in terms of adding new hospital beds. And I think Dr. Devi Shetty's uh, reputation certainly is a big, uh, I would say, positive for that stock. Well, that's very interesting. I think uh, a capitalized business model is, is an interesting way to improve returns um, and certainly a stock to watch. So hopefully we've, um, you know, we're also able to show at this point in time, the price earning and, and the stock performance. But uh, I think you mentioned that Apollo always has a premium. Um, does this apply to Narendra Jala as well? No, I think that Apollo is a class apart. As I said, because of its digital initiatives, because of its uh, chain of medical stores, uh, which, you know, uh, sometimes when the, when the entire sector is a bit low, then these kind of uh, medical chain stores they certainly add to the revenue of the company. And it's a complete offering as far as medical systems is concerned, unlike the other hospital companies. So Narayan Rudralaya is better, better priced? Yes, certainly cheaper than Apollo hospitals. 
but I think growth rates are now pretty much uh, in sync. I see. So we've discussed, I guess, the number one and number two player in the space. Um, why don't we go to a different player, somebody that's maybe held well by retail investors, but is maybe not doing so well or, or you know, um, another player in the space. So the next uh, two companies which come to mind, and mind you, we are, we are talking about companies based on the uh, number of beds, but uh, the revenues and profits uh, ranking may differ. So the other two companies which are north-based companies are Max Healthcare and Fortis Healthcare. Fortis Healthcare is in a bit of a controversy because it was founded by the Ranbaxy brothers and they got into a controversy. Pharma Ranbaxy yes. brothers? Okay. They got into a controversy with Daiichi who they sold the Ranbaxy company to and there had been a lot of litigation on the shareholding pattern of Fortis Healthcare. Uh, but to cut the story, uh, story short, uh, there are certain issues with uh, the ownership pattern of Fortis Healthcare. Mm -hmm. But uh, once the Supreme Court judgment comes in favor, then all those controversies should get when stopped. When should we expect that judgment? Any time Anybody's guess. But I think the company is now pretty well managed. It's a kind of a turnaround story. And one of the most important, uh, again, I would highlight here is that uh, Rekha Jinjwala, wife of late Rakhir Jinjwala, owns 4.5% stake in Fortis Healthcare. And when you come back to hospital, Apollo Hospital, that was among the first investments, large investments made by Rakhir Jinjwala himself. So, you know, there's something about uh, hospitals and Rakhir Jinjwala. He likes the particular story and that certainly keeps all of us uh, who follow him pretty much interested. A very interesting story. So we'll try and very rapidly flash up, you know, Fortis's beds and uh, what was the acronym again? APROBs. APROBs, the revenue per, per occupied bed. So people get a sense of the operational metrics. Um, do we want to maybe talk for a minute about the pricing of Fortis Healthcare, whether it's favorable or unfavorable? Well, I think all these four companies are in the price range of 50 times price to earnings multiple or thereabouts. But uh, that's, the, that's the going premium for these hospital stocks. Max Healthcare, another well-managed hospital company as well from the Max Group, which are the brothers of Ranbaxy cousins. So wait, I, let me try and understand this thing. So the Ranbaxy brothers had a pharma company and they had a hospital company and their cousins had another hospital company. That's right. Wow. wow. What, a, what an enterprising family. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so the, Max Healthcare also has done pretty well in the last few quarters or so. And uh, I think that if you ask me uh, in a simple way to describe all these ho hospital stocks, I think they've hit a purple patch, especially post-COVID. Uh, there's a good deal of momentum behind these companies, especially uh, medical procedures, which are not absolutely necessary. Like they're not uh, life and death kind of operations, but these are operations people take to improve their lifestyle mm -hmm. and preventive medical procedures. So all of this is, you know, driving hospital revenues mm -hmm. and these companies are poised to do really well because of secular spending taking place in the healthcare side. Any thoughts on what the future of healthcare stocks looks like? Do you think this purple patch will continue going forward or any uh, speed bumps along the way? No, I think that uh, this is a really long term story. And if you want healthcare stocks, hospital stocks for three, five, ten years or so, uh, they'll be great value creators. Uh, I mean... Uh, you can imagine the population of India, the way urbanization is taking place. There's going to be a huge demand for healthcare and and medical procedures. 
only risk factor is government interference because sometimes the government wants to decide on the price of an operation or medical procedure mm-hmm. and that may curtail the margins to some extent another risk factor is uh, insurance companies trying to curtail mm-hmm. how much they will pay out mm-hmm. uh, for a medical procedure so but these are in part and parcel of every business but again coming as more and more health insurance is being you know provided uh, more and more awareness i think a lot of these healthcare stocks are have a very very bright future okay so any closing thoughts on the on the healthcare sector or hospital stocks in general one very important thing to keep in mind when you invest in hospital stocks is to be patient there are few quarters which are soft because of seasonal regions because of new hospitals getting launched uh, for whatever sometimes there's some disruption here or there but by and large if you sit through the bad times also of hospital companies a good quarter generally does come around the corner all right well i think on that note um we'll maybe close the podcast and leave the investors uh some interesting thoughts to to think about their portfolio and how to invest in hospital stocks thank you this podcast is produced by elixir equities private limited a savvy registered research analyst registration number ina 00004787 the information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered as investment advice investment in securities market are subject to market risk we strongly advise all investors to read all related documents carefully before investing